Okay. It's okay, we're adding the front part. Uh, anyways, <laughs> I like it. You like it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't see her like, oh, <laughs> where's our drink? <laughs> All right, guys, no, let's get serious now. We are wrapping this up. My name is Cameron Bannister, and I am the founder and CEO of Freebird, and I am wrapping up this interview series with our first Freebird retreat with none other than Presley Poe. Thank you, baby, for doing this with me. Yeah. How are you doing today, baby? How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am. I'm so good. I'm so good. I'm so, so good. I'm telling you, you I'm guys. I'm really glad that you guys are here. We're They're Portland. Here in we're Portland. I'm like, what's going on? She's like, how are you? I'm like, overwhelmed. I'm like, this is happening. So, yeah. Right? It's so surreal. It's I know. So I'm like, you're going to leave and be like, what happened? It was like a whirlwind of magic. Simply magic. We are in Portland right now, you guys, the Freebird team, Jen and I, with the beautiful creative directors, Presley Post, Rise Spear, and Kate Toriaba, and we have the privilege of sharing these beautiful ladies in like, depth with you. Line up, though. Like, right? Those, babe, all the effort, I'm like, watching these people, I'm like, you're so good. <sighs> but Dude. that's like why, you know, yeah. it's like, that's the cool thing, is we just get to look at each other and be like, you're this so is good. real. Like, this like, is so good. Like, how can yeah. I be like you? And we're like, oh, yeah, but we work together. So it's like, Wait, I think we're on the same level, but Isn't like that? also like you're so good. <laughs> no joke. Like the whole time. It's, so it's cool. been so neat and literally <laughs> watching each other. Like, so there's a curtain here, and every now and then we get these random pops in here. A little bubble. Little bubble of love <laughs> from one of them. And it's <laughs> <laughs> together because these are three of the most incredibly talented artists and they're together loving on one another and just encouraging like, each other gross. they were like you, you, know you. you. oh thank oh. you yes no you but it's, also really good that's pretty amazing they're so, they're so <laughs> and you are so cool and they are like watching these three together it's so beautiful because we are so privileged to be here with them and love on them as our teammates and I'm just like in awe of this, like truly in our industry. Like, what is actually what happening? What is happening? Like, <laughs> no. I mean, like we were outside last night and we're sitting there chilling and just having very real, raw conversations. And it just was like, wow, I've missed yeah. this. Like, it's like a, a different form of intimacy that Agreed. like we haven't been able to experience since COVID. And then you get mm. these minds that think alike and have like the same drive and the same end goal which is you know to help people connect with people and then you just get this like whirlwind of emotion and all the things and it's overwhelming and yeah great and it's just 
been really cool. It's been dope. Yeah. And it is. It's been such a privilege. And also having this opportunity to have you guys have a little bit more time. Like yeah. a little bit more time together, but also in an open conversation to yeah. share your beautiful self and all of your hopes and goals with the industry. So I'm going to pull out the fun questions. Buckle up, babies. Buckle up. I'm telling you, our Jen Wordsmith over here, she did a good job. She's so good. I'm just blown away by everyone's family. I don't even know what's happening. I'm telling you, you know when you surround yourself with like just rock stars that are so talented at what they do? That's this weekend. Like, yeah. Like everyone here just has a skill set that mirrors the other, but like in a completely different way. And it's just like, Whoa. It's like a reflection, but with support. Like, it's like going to a hair show to see just the people that like, it's like being like one on room one in a hair show with like your idols. Do you're just like, I'm the only one in the room and they're on a stage and they're talking to me. It's like, me. I know they're talking it's to me. It's me and them. It's me. It's all about me. That's what it feels like. It's so it really cool. does. It's, it's a, it's a very memorable and precious experience. Like, gonna do what again? We're going to do it all again, the time. All the time. I'm telling you. And it's one of those things that I'm very hopeful that those of you out here catching this is, um, you're inspired. You, you're inspired that you just have a wonderful time enjoying this very candid conversation between two friends, two teammates, and also hope that you see yourself growing and changing right where you are in the space that you so enjoy as Presley Poe dives into some questions from the wordsmith. Because <laughs> she good, girl. She good. I'm telling you. Okay. So first one, how did you get into hair? Am I? I know. Not the, you're like, Cam, that one's not deep. I know. No, it just is good. deep. Like, people have asked me before, mm-hmm. they're like, what would you do if you didn't do hair? I'm like, excuse me? Yeah. I, like, what if else? I even have, like, a lot of questions on, like, an option? Like, I never, I, like, the answer is, I am one of those few people that my whole life, I knew what I wanted to do. Okay, so I did want to be a bartender, a hairdresser, and a makeup artist. And the good lord was like, you ain't got to be a bartender, because that is not for you, honey. So I cocktail waitress instead. Yeah. Also not for me. But I was a makeup artist for eight years, and I became a hairdresser and a cocktail waitress. So I got real close to it, but like, whatever. I feel like the universe is working out for me, kind of for real. Um, they knew those skills. <laughs> they, they were knew. like, no, no, no. You should not be behind a bar. I'm like, right. Right. I'm like, mixing water and water is hard for me. I don't get it. But I can formulate like a mo. So I don't know what's <laughs> going on with that. I don't have to taste my form, my color. Right, form, right. You know, like, I experience like with these things, not really this, you know? Yeah. Um, but no, I was like four years old, very young. And I remember like, so I'm from the South and I'm, my Mima would go to the salon to get her hair rolled because that was what they did and I was just like yes like I love the smell of perms love it gosh I, like, my clients, like I have a perm on the hair and I'm like and I'm like they're it's so bad and I, I know I'm I, I look weird I am weird it's fine okay I go with it I love so, it so I love the smell of the salon and it whipped the cape over and I was like whoa <laughs> I just thought that was like the coolest freaking thing I'd ever seen in my life and like they do a roller set and so my Mima was a bibliophile, which what that means is that they read, they're addicted to reading. So she would have stacks of library books and she'd just go through them every week. So every day she would be like reading her book and she'd be like, and like pass out. And I'm like, I'd be like, okay, Mima, it's time for your roller set. And I'm like, you know, this thing, and I'm like rolling it on a pencil. Like I was just like, uh-uh, like it wasn't just Barbies for me. It was like trying to recreate what I saw in the salon, like rolling wow. out like, that I could find that was round. Like I, and I would do it for hours. Like I just... 
I cut all my friend's hair, my Barbie's hair, rolled my music, literally my whole life. And like, you know, my alien hair, if you've ever seen that, I'm like, I cut it. Like, I was like, who cut your hair? I'm like, me. Because I'm like, I've literally just done it my whole life. Like, you're like, this is what I do. I never thought to not do hair. Yeah. So it's like, how'd you get into it? And I'm like, I never thought of not doing it. It's pretty amazing. It's really cool. It is cool. I think it's always had my back though. I've had this like weird like navigational system that's like boom. Like I don't know where I'm going, but I'm gonna move there with intention and purpose. And some things I'm like, I know I want to do that, and I don't really know how to do that. I'll figure it out, girl. (laughs) Did anyone else just like have a moment of like it's getting hot in here? Like that's truth because going forward that navigation you didn't know that pursuit of love like you loved what you were seeing and doing and you chased that that's massive like yeah that's passion it almost feels like it chased me yeah yeah i, I can know, understand in a weird that. Way, just like like you know when you fall in love with something and you'll do whatever it takes to just be near it yeah, yeah. that's what hair felt like to me it's just wow. like i just whatever it took to do it whatever it took to be near it, I just would do it. And it was like without compromise. Gosh. Well, and I think you answered our second question in this, but let's make sure we ask it. Cause it's not, okay. what's the number one thing you love about your career? It's evolved so much. Like I'm not very good at favorites. So I'm not like super good at being like, what's the one thing? And I'm like, well, one thing means favorite thing. And I don't really do favorites because we have some multifaceted things that we can do in this industry. So like, there are just so many hats. I'm like, y'all know we have so many hats that we wear, you know? And so it's interesting because, because it's so multifaceted, there's so many different things that you're like, oh, I love this. And you're like, hold up. Actually, this is really cool. And then you're like, oh wait, shit. It just went that way. And then you're like, this is amazing. I didn't even know that I could do this in my career. So it's just like this weird, like as you're leveling up and moving forward, what you love the most changes. But I think the most consistent thing is connecting to people and changing lives. So it's like not even just about the career and like that I love doing here. It's just like, I love people and I love making an impact in people's lives. Like if I can use my story in any way, negative or positive to help create a more positive impact on someone's life I'm gonna do it so I think that hairdressing is just a great navigational tool for that yeah for sure you've done a really beautiful job of making like an impact everywhere you go in a way that's lasting kind gentle if you don't fall over or you haven't taken any of her classes you're poor you're so missing out (laughs) like you are poorly mistaken to look over this but every person who takes her class it changed my life. It's this, how she approached this, la, 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 how wonderful, but it's because it's your love. You've earned and deserve it. And you show it in such a way and watching you light up as you educate and watching you light up as you empower. It's, it's so it's like cool it's to watch. I, mean, I, I, I love it. Like, you know, I could be having just like a day and then they're like, all right, class is on. It's like, bing. Yeah. Like, and it's not even like a, it's not, it's not an act, it's not a thing, it's just, I, you get happy, you, I just yeah. get happy, yeah, it's like one of those things, like, when you walk in a room, you're just like, I like red, and you yeah. have the worst day, and you're like, big red rose, and everybody's like, <laughs> like, that's how I feel about teaching, I'm like, it can make the worst day the best day, because at the end of the day, like, to fill other people's emotional cup, and to know that their life is being, like, mm-hmm. lifted up, it's just, like, how can you not totally feel good about that, like, how can you, you do it, though, like, in a, not, yeah, it's true. Like, but how it is 
you do it in a very beautiful way, friend. Like you do, and you do it in a way that helps others understand they can do it too. Even if they're not educating and teaching, but wherever their platform is, wherever you, everyone is an educator. That's right. That's right. Every single person out there, you're doing hair, you're an educator. Remember you have a four by four foot square space in your salon that you are responsible for educating your clients. I was so blessed to have Mrs. Wagner as my teacher. And she said to all of us in school 18 years ago, you know, like a hundred years ago. You know, like back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, four score and seven years ago. Mrs. Wagner was just like this total hard ass. No one liked her. I loved her. And she liked me because I questioned everything. I was like, but Miss Wagner, why can't I do it this way? She goes, well, why can't you? But I loved her for one of the things that she would just say things that have stuck with me for my entire career. Mm. She said to us one day in class, I'll never forget. She goes, it is your responsibility as a stylist to educate your clients and to uplift or to um, make them feel comfortable and responsible for themselves through the education that you have given them not just the service that they have received. I was like, yeah, girl. Okay. Yeah. That's a thought. And I, just for I was like, it is my duty to educate you so that you understand your responsibility of the service that I just gave you. That is she was baller, dude. Dude, that's some hardcore facts. Like those are like lifelong facts. Those yeah. are, that's applicable everywhere you go. Absolutely. That's applicable everywhere you go. Wow. That's dope. Dude. I know. I'm like, dude, that was 18 years ago. I'm and look at me. I'm all over the place. I've been slept, drank, traveled, whatever. You know? remember that? World. I remember <laughs> And I implement it. I'm like, mm-hmm, Miss Wagner told me 18 years ago that I got to do this. And I'm like, yes, Mrs. Wagner. Yes, Mrs. Wagner. Mrs. Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, Mrs. Wagner, thank you for imparting that beautiful wisdom on this human because she has empowered and helped and educated an industry we are here for today. So thank you, Mrs. Wagner. For real. That's I tried to send her flowers, by the way, like five years ago. She, I don't know, even know if she was like alive because she was like 70 something oh, when I was in school. So. Yeah. But I tried. It's okay. That's you it. Know, that's pay not, homage, you know? That's ex- Hey. Homage. Oh, We're doing that now. Yes. Wagner, that was peace. We love yeah. you. We love you. Thank you, Miss Wagner. <laughs> well, and this is, well, not pain, but you've been a biggest part, Miss Wagner, for that. But what have been your biggest periods of pain and periods of growth throughout this experience? The interesting thing is that I think that two, that the two are one and the same. Agreed. So pain and growth often coincide. Yeah. It's, it's like they're they're the same. And I I feel like sometimes I live this like insufferable life to other people because I have chosen to live in this constant state of discomfort. Mm-hmm. Everything I do is uncomfortable because I I was complacent at one point in time. I had what I thought was success and I was like, why am I miserable? Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was because I wasn't growing. Here's the thing about growing. It freaking sucks. It, it hurts. hurts. It's painful. It's not comfortable. And then I go, oh, so I have to deal with this. Someone's here. Someone's here. I think I know who it is. It might be Eva. <gasps> Do you want to go get it? Okay. You can I'll go. Back. Let's see who's here. Hello? I guess number one. Spoof up your hair and come say hi in a second. <laughs> Spoof up your hair. <laughs> and I was like, you look like the wind just blew you over, man. <laughs> it's real cute, though. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I think that pain and growth come from the same places, and complacency is just not something that I 
ever really want to experience again. No, no, for sure. And isn't that the truth though? I always say pain is the greatest accelerator I've ever experienced. Ever. Like, ever. I mean, it freaking sucks and it doesn't it does. always have to be monumental, but no. on, like discomfort is a real thing. Well, and self-growth, right? Like the- It's like, do people know what complacency is though? Oh, that's a good point. Let's break that down just to make okay. sure. Let's make sure. I'm going to explain to you how I figured it out. I'm like, I was like, you know, people say that we're like, what's that even mean? It's like being comfortable being comfortable, but what it was for me was that I realized that everything that was supposed to make me comfortable, making good money, having a dope car, having full house, having full butt, like all the things, right? I was like, oh my God, I did it. All the things that were supposed to make me comfortable, make me feel safe, make me feel like good, made me feel like butthole. Like mm. I was like miserable and I could oh. not figure it out. And there were some avenues that I went down to not be miserable that were not freaking cute for mm -hmm. me. And I never want to experience that again. And I was like, oh, this is complacency. This is what it means. Mm -hmm. I was miserable in this comfortable place. Like I've always been like, where's the ceiling at? And I found it. Mm. And I was like, oh, now I'm eh, eh, eh. like, I was just stuck. Like it just felt like you were hitting your head on it all the time. And I was like, oh, oh no, 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 no. Yeah. No, 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 And now it's like this constant battle to never be. Oh, girl, is I love that you touch on that because I think in careers, I think in life, I think in situations and in relationships and whatever it is, even with your relationship with yourself, you can become complacent. And it's a good. It's a, it's. I honestly think it's do. the death of creativity. To be quite frank, absolutely. Freaking when you become complacent, like, have you not? I have become complacent at points in my life for sure. And I, I mean, this is a good point to touch on is like my creativity slowly started to dim. Like, yeah. you know, I found myself like interesting. How do I bring this back? And it was like trying to, where do you start with? And then, like, how do I make myself uncomfortable in this position? Yeah, exactly. And I can find it up and you're like, should I sit awkwardly for five hours? Yeah. Or is that going to make me feel artistic? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but like, where, where am I at? What level? It just means that you need to shake yourself That's in right. your life. Just move yourself around and be like, yep. okay, everything you thought you know, just. No, and be okay not. with it. You don't have to do that. I did that. You don't have to do that. But complacency, just shake yourself around. Well, just give yourself some, some give yourself some uh, uncomfortable moments. Do something yeah. ridiculous. Like yeah. if you're like, you know what? I'm just going to dance in public. Exactly. In the like, middle of just do something yeah. absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Crazy. You never know. Serious. You never know what it's going to do to help you shake shit up, you know? Now, this is one of my favorite questions for you because the integrity in which you have shown throughout. Oh, I thought so. It is not. It is not. But... The integrity in which you have shown, kept, and as a hairstylist is our number one. How in the world, girl, have you stayed integral to who you are, no matter what? And where does that come from? <laughs> oh, integrity. Oh, this is like so, so intense. Okay. Um, it I'm like where do I start how deep do I go what's going on okay so I will say this holding on to your integrity in any industry in your life in general is not easy everyone out there is going to have an opinion of how you should do things what you're capable of you know what their vision of your life is because they can't see yours and integrity to me in in our career is saying okay i appreciate that and i respect that but i'm 
I'm not going to act on that. I'm going to do what's right for me. Yeah. It's about knowing like who, what, it's about listening to yourself. Yeah. The moment I've every single time, like every single time I have questioned myself and done it the way in which other people thought that I should do it, I got myself to a whole shit check. Dude, it was a mess. For sure. for sure. I'm like, no one knows how to live your life, but you, you know how to live your life. So then you get into the situation of like, you're trying to evolve, you're trying to level up, you're trying to maintain your integrity. What does integrity mean to you? For me, it's about doing the thing. It's about what people don't have to worry about. Yeah. I never want there to be a taste in someone's mouth or a name in their mouth. Like you're, I don't want to be, I saw Presley go and she was doing this and they did the law and they said this about your company and this mm. and that. No, because I simply didn't do it. Like, yeah. and if, if someone said that I did, I would want the company or whoever to be like, no, yeah, no, it yeah. didn't happen. We know it. Yeah. Like, because it's, it's really hard to hold on to your vision for your life when you feel so much pushback. Yeah. So just integrity is such an important thing that you so have hard. It's like, I just, I want the integrity to me means being able to have other people trust me. That's right. Without saying anything, without saying, anything. without seeing without it, proving that, anything. Yep, yep, without saying yep. anything, but doing it with my actions. Yep. And I was telling Cam, I was like, I believe that we have two footprints. We have a carbon footprint and a corporate footprint. And I want both of those to be as light yeah. as possible. I want my integrity within our community, within the community in general, mm -hmm. for people to go, that's what they're about. That's what it was done. I know that this is true because they said it. Well, and I have to tell you, like, full, full disclosure here as a company who sought out to work with someone like Presley Poe, it wasn't because of her hair skill set. It wasn't because of how incredible, you know, she can cut some hair, right? It's because this human is kind, gentle, loving, so true to who she is, her word. And I'm like, I can saddle up next to someone like that. It didn't matter the skill set, even though she's like, yes, I just put my hair cut faster. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. But it's, but that's truth is like, and I, that was, I was able to really enjoy my haircut because the integrity in your work range true from who you are on the inside to the integrity outside. And that's proven time and time and time again, it's consistency is key here. And she shows up like that. And it's such it's a like, beautiful example of, even though there's plenty of times that she couldn't have, you know, like yeah. it's, it's the hard choices, the hard answers and the hard no's with companies or not. Or I, I'm a, yeah. People. Let me tell you, I'm going to give you an example of Do something it. about protecting your integrity, which yeah. kind of means like protecting your honor. Yeah. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. I wasn't always here. I didn't always make the decisions in my, I'm going to call it past life that made me an integral person. But because I had to work really hard to mm -hmm. learn integrity and all the lessons that came with it, something that I've experienced within the industry that seems counterintuitive. I turn down positions working with people mm -hmm. that have very large numbers, very large right. followings, make a boatload of money. And I know that if I did a singular video with them, I might have opportunities. I might get tons totally. of likes, tons of whatever. And I'm like, you know, I turn it down. And I mean, some of these people, you'd be like, what? 
you turn that down. I'm like, yeah, because I know what they did over here and I don't want my name associated with that. And I don't care about numbers. I care about my integrity. And because of reasons like that, because I don't have associations or associations, excuse me, with people who could tarnish my reputation, companies like Freebird find me and say, Hey, we see what you do and we know what you probably didn't do to get there. And we want you. And that's truth to me, like what it's all about. It's like sometimes you have to work in a way that seems counterintuitive mm. to move forward, that it's not always about likes, it's not always about numbers, it's not always about followers and like all that crap. It's really about like people are going to seek you out for who you are, not necessarily just what you do. So, so true. And the truth always comes out. Always. always. We didn't rehearse that. By no, the way, no. real life, the truth will <laughs> always come out. So always. I'm like, I don't care how many followers you have, how cool you think you That's are, how right. good your work is. I ain't working with you because mm -hmm. I know what you did, even if no one else knows what you did. I know what you did. And one day it'll come out. That's that right. just happened. And I was like, skirted that long skirted ago. Skirted them. Long ago. Was like, nope, nope, nope. And then. Boom. Don't get Blue caught up. in the noise. Make sure you stay true to who you are. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. No. Uh-uh. We'll just, uh, we'll just, uh, soapbox. Let's, yep, we're gonna, we're gonna just dive into the next deep question. Damn, Jen just really, like, gave us some good ones here. What is your biggest insecurity? <laughs> it's so funny. Okay, so we have been together so yes. it's curtain you guys yeah it's cute this is real cute. it's cute but it's curtain and there are people on the other side of it my homies and i've gotten to hear this and it's so funny because we i i think we have a united answer that we're not enough yeah that i'm not enough that's my biggest insecurity that you're not doing enough that you're not enough that you're not good enough that is like all the things and i think this is like a human condition i agree and but here's the thing that i think is really beautiful it's like we're gonna sit here and we're gonna be like we're not enough what you hear with that is the ego that is like, and I'm not saying that about me. I'm just saying like, I've heard my teammates do this yeah. organically on the other side of a curtain. I'm like listening. I'm like, like, that's me. I'm going to say the same damn thing. Cause that's exactly what I was going to say. Like she asked Sarai the question. Yeah. And in my head, I answered the question and it was that I'm not enough, that I'm not good enough, that I'm not doing enough. Mm -hmm. That is having the heart of a servant. A servant. Yeah. It's the heart of, what can I do more of yeah. to make other people feel more than? And so, though it sucks, it's kind of this like thing that we go through and we have to battle all the time. And I'm sure that you guys do too, yeah. but know that everyone does. And I think that I think we that's can look at it badly, yeah. but it's really your ego is like yeah. down. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a positive It's a, it's a really good it. thing when you can get there, you know, like, yeah. I think so too. And I'm glad that we talk about it because I think when you open this up, like when people hear more and more people don't feel enough or they have body dysmorphia or, oh, for real, you know what you. I'm saying? Like, I mean, I'm like, I don't we, even know about my, it's not dysmorphia, it's dysphoria. <laughs> I don't even want to know about all that. Okay. I'm like, what? Oh, this is my bad. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's dysmorphia and dysphoria. Oh, I didn't even know. Like, I'm, like, I'm learning. I educate sometimes myself. wake up, I'm like, what are this? You know, I expect to see Lupita Nwong, and I see Presley Poe, I'm like, what? You know, like, I don't understand what's going on right now, but oh you know what? I'm just going to accept it, love it, and deal with it. Well, and yeah. you know how beautiful, I'm grateful that, you know, I, you know how much I care for you deeply, and every single person in this home, but, you know, you definitely in the industry, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, right? Like, I can't, 
and you're listening to her tell you that she feels and those same things. And it's so important wow. that when you feel it and you go through imposter syndrome, it stretches so far and wide. And that's why we're having these very real conversations is so that as you're pursuing your career and whatever your beautiful heart pursues, you feel confident that there's going to be days that no matter who you are, no matter what you do, you're going to feel that you're way. Gonna feel that but way. you are enough. Enough. Yep. It's like that, that. Just period. Just, you are. Yeah. You're enough. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Here we go, Jen. Go. <laughs> and it's 100% appropriate for how do you find yourself to stay passionate to the industry considering all the things we just touched on? <laughs> it just goes back to that. Like, there's so many hats and there's so many different avenues that you can go down. It's like, I know that people think that platform work is like the whole thing, but there are so many different levels. Look up OMC Hair World, dude. What? It's like the Hair Olympics. Okay. Like there are so many different, there are hairdressers that never see a salon that make all of the art for global yeah. companies. So yeah. like Red Kit, there's like these little chemist hairdressers like are all like, <laughs> like in a room and all they do is like make the art for the people that are on the stage to showcase yeah. or like stuff like, like it's just, it just goes on and on and on yes. and on. And there's just so many levels and it's like, you can be like an ally of the community or you can be like in the community. Some people, I don't know, it's just crazy. So it's like, my passion is always with people yeah. and it's always like, how can I reach you? How can I get to you? How can I impart anything that I have that will help you in any way? So as long as I have that and that connection, mm -hmm. like I'm good. Yeah. Like I'm so passionate about teaching because I'm passionate about people. And how I, can you get tired of that? Like <laughs> I know it's I just like a reciprocal thing. If like, you know, <laughs> giving is just as important as receiving. So it's like when you're just fill your cup, okay, you fill my cup, then I fill your cup, then you fill my cup. It's like, okay, like how do you get, you know, um, are you not passionate about that? Oh gosh. Air can get boring. People aren't boring. People are not boring. People are so, wonderful. You've done a, an excellent job of putting together not only independent education, but also working and cohesively working in our industry to work with brands to share education. I was and like, oh, I really do do independent and brand education. You do, yeah. Like, I didn't even realize that until like just now. Like, yeah, oh, I'm, like, do. I'm like, girl, you're in a salon. <laughs> you do it. I'm like, uh, yes, you do. And she's a mentor and she does so many things. Like, but that's the thing is your passion is so, so obvious in so many ways when you're in front of what you just, like, you get a fire and you start educating. And that my friend is beautiful. And I'm going to take every opportunity with each and every one of these women to share how much I appreciate. Cool and how, by the way, our other two are oh, incredible oh. educators. Like, oh yeah, I took Ruby's class. Actually, I didn't actually get to take the class, but I, we were, um, at, I don't know where we were. Who knows where we were. We were yeah. all the time. But I just like, love those guys. She's good. I don't even think she had a microphone. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. she was just like owned that room. I was like, Kate. okay, lady, Kate or Sarai, Kate. But mm -hmm. Sarai's like a whole different story. Like she's like same thing, dude. It's like they're so. I know. So good. I know. You so guys. Good. Yeah, I did get to actually take her class. I like stepped out. I don't know what show I was at, but I got to watch her on the trionic station. I was like, this bitch. Uh, she's so, oh yeah. So good. Don't miss this. I'm telling you. Girl, these rock stars so have been dropping bombs all day. Like I feel smarter for being around them. Agreed. Like real life. Me too. I'm telling you, all of you just seriously are humans that everyone needs to see. How did you help? How do you help make an impact on a day-to-day -day basis in your life, my sweet love? I mean, I hope I help. I'm impact my day-to-day -day life. 
again, sometimes I feel like this is an interesting question because I feel like maybe it's not about the impact that you make, it's the impact you don't make. Ooh. Of like, it's been a big journey for me to learn when to stop talking and to listen. Mm. And to be, sometimes it's not always pushing it on someone, it's just letting them push it on you. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's something that I'm really working on within my interpersonal relationships mm -hmm. and my relationships for in our industry of like just being like if I can't impart onto you how can you impart onto me and it's it's interesting because we we're, were talking about that like living the life in reverse of like seeming that it's counterintuitive but I have this weird thing of like if you tell me that I'm supposed to do something in this specific way and this is what it does I'm like but what if I do it backwards yeah it almost always works anyway I'm like you can make just as big of an impact in sitting and just listening to someone as you can to tell them. So it's not always about output. Sometimes it's about input. Love it. Absolutely. I can't agree more, my love. So with all of that incredible experience, 18 years, different variations of how you've approached it, where <laughs> do you see long-term career goals? Oh man, that changes. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. It's like, okay, I know that when we talk about like, goals that we should be thinking in short term, medium term, long term. Mm -hmm. Again, don't tell me what to do because whatever. Like, I'll do it backwards. What if I do it backwards? I'm like, and I do. I practice success consciousness. So there are big things that I've had in my brain, but they always end up being like thoughts, not goals. It's like, I've always said, I don't want to own a salon. I don't want to own a salon, but I need autonomy. So now I'm in this space of like building out a space that's not a salon. It's a collective art space. So like I had to find that though of like what was my path in that. But it's interesting because I've had this list going on for like years of like if I owned a space, what would I do? Mm. And I just will always go back in my notes and like put it back in there. Yeah. And now it's manifested into this space. So it's like it's not necessarily that I have like these super long-term goals. Where do I see myself? I just see myself growing every day and like not being complacent. Like that's it. It's like and I told the girls this last night, I was like, there's a term that I really love. It's a silly term with a really amazing yeah. name, Cottywomple. It's a really silly word. And it goes back to Irish travelers and settlers. And it is, what it means is to move with an intention and purpose towards an unknown destination. I don't know where the hell I'm going. Okay. I don't know where I'm going to be in five years, but I know that I'm going to be exclusive, inclusive, and I will be proactive and I will make an impact on society, whether I'm impacting or pushing out. So I don't know what I'm doing. I just practice success consciousness, which all that means is that you have tiny little goals that equal the big picture. And when you accomplish those said little goals, you get what's called success consciousness mm. and a feeling of like, I've achieved something and a proactive manner of moving forward. So I have no damn clue but I'm going to go with intention and purpose because the door that I open today can determine the door that I can open tomorrow. Okay. So we um, wrap it up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You got to give me that word again. I love that word. Cotty Womple. Cotty Womple. It's so silly. It's well, and Irish is my lineage. So I'm like, that is, I'm, I'm sorry. Irish lineage. I did not know that word. So well, I just feel like for me, like, big goals are super overwhelming. They're overwhelming. I'm, like, Yo, I'm taking this shit like AA, okay? Just one day at a time. Well, oh, and wow. honestly, how many variables come into play from here to there? Like, like how can you And know? when you do that, you put yourself under so much stress of like, if you don't achieve it during this time, if you're yes. not doing this time, if you're not doing this, it's like, 
honestly, for me, I'm like, I'm not going to set myself up for failure no. in the sense of like, I'm not going to put an expectation on myself that like all of the factors in the world and the universe yeah. are like, can implode and move around. Like imagine COVID. if I did that during COVID. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to do this at this time. And I was going to do this and this and this and that. And then COVID happened. I'm like, I'm awful. No, hell no. I was like, okay. I take it a day at a time. I've prepped for this space. I've done this. I'm going to grow within this space. I'm going to take That's it right. day by day by day. And I'm going to make sure that I feel proactive and have success consciousness during this downtime. Yep. That makes you feel a lot better than being like, I didn't right. do anything with my life. And not so happening. intimidating when you come out. Oh, like, yeah, right? you have when a you chance. When you come out, you be like, oh, like that sucked. But also I did X, X, X. That's X, exactly X, right. X, X, cool. Oh, okay. and look at where I'm going now. And look at where I'm going now. So stay open and stay fluid. Make sure you just keep an open mind. I trying to that. do that in all aspects. I love that. Like, I think it's so important, especially it's hard. It is like, cause you get comfortable, like yeah. in, in a rhythm and not even realizing it. And I do not like pattern and rhythm either. It makes me like, as soon as I can identify one, I'm like, like yeah, as soon as I can, I'm like, scratch that. I'm, I'm like, like, that's no. boring. <laughs> even if I'm doing like a color or something like every single day behind the chair, like to avoid complacency every single day, I incrementally change something, mm -hmm. which I call evolving, not changing. Change is not long lasting. Evolution. Hello. Like example. Hey, example. Like, you know, like, people are like, I'm going to change it. And then they go right back to the thing. But I'm like, but if you evolve it, you incrementally uh, change right. it. Then it's a long lasting. Long game. Yeah. Long game. Long game. I'm in this for the long haul. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't waste my time. I go, you know. <laughs> so, throughout this though, and all the different things that I would imagine you've experienced, what's your best advice to laugh through the pain? I mean, if you can't laugh at yourself, yeah. You know. Um, laughing through the pain is like, you know, it's just comical sometimes. Like when you're, okay, I don't know about you, but like sometimes <laughs> when my girlfriend and I fight, I'll just start laughing. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like, oh my gosh, you I think you're like, she's in like, the honey. <laughs> Oh my. Are you back there? Can you want to come say hi? Hi. Come say hi. She's like, great. Thank you for like, putting me on an argument. And I'm like, what is going on? Hi. You got to put it down. You got to. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you know? But sometimes, like, legit, I'm like, what is even happening right now? Like, this is, it's comical. Like, when you think about it, it's like, oh my God, I'm like, all whatever. Worked up for it. Like, right. Yeah. Like, to me, it's like, Letting anything get you to the point that you're just like over the top, over the moon. It happens, obviously. Oh, like we all get pushed to our totally. limit. But then it's like when you think about it, you're like, really? Like I was like so turned. That's such a it's good like, point to get back to. Is like, oh, oh, like, oh, really? that was a little bit of a reactionary. I have control <laughs> issues. Okay, like no, I'm a, you know, no, I'm a little bit of a control freak, but mm -hmm. I'm trying real hard to control it. <laughs> oh, okay, you're doing really so good. Here's my thing about like what I'm saying is like. When I let something get to me to the extent that I'm fully dependent on it or I'm having all these issues and it's controlling my mindset and my time and my energy, uh, no. No. Okay. I'm too much of a control freak to let that control me, but I'm obviously trying really hard to control my control issues. Okay? At so, least you're aware of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's that's the thing. It's like, like if there's anything of like addiction issues yeah. or like anything that starts taking yeah. up my time and taking up my mental space and capacity to like deal with reality, I'm like, oh, hold please. It's check that. That's imbalanced and I'm not doing it. 
Oh, good check. So I laugh at things when I'm like, you really got so turned about that? I'm like, okay. That's that's ridiculous. Calm your tits. I'm I'm going to practice that from now on when I, I need to create that space for myself because it's hard. It's hard. Like, this is like emotional stuffers and emotional eruptors. She brought that up. And I'm like, well, I think I'm an emotional stuffer. And then I'm like, Whoa. until then, I'm until an, you're an emotional, emotional eruptor. eruptor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a winner both. Like, and that's how it goes. So that's how it goes. I was like, yeah, that's true. But it's like, if you can create that space within to like help that narrative calm down, not be so reactionary and aggressive. Yeah. And create a space of just laughter. I mean, oh, I love that. Sometimes when you really look at it, like when you're in the middle of something, you're yeah. like, Wait a second. Sometimes it's like, all the other factors around. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, did you I, eat? Have, so, have you eaten yet? Like, <laughs> what is being mad going to get you the little yeah. hang on, get you nowhere? And, you know when you get all frustrated and you can't find your keys and you're like all over your house and you're like anxiety ridden and then your anxiety comes down and you're like, really? They're right there. Or they're in your pocket. You're not going to get anything accomplished by being a frazzled, <laughs> frazzled mess. No. No, you're so fucking So laugh at it, chill out, move on. Yep. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Next question. Do it. What do you love about yourself? I mean, oh my god, that was so bad. I did just pay for these. <laughs> you were about to. trauma of life and to realize that you are not your reactionary self and to be like whoa I'm actually really cool I did some stupid things in the past but that's because I was reacting not responding and so to be in an adult space in a headspace where I can actually like um, navigate in a way that I see what's going on and I feel less not to say that I feel less but it's like that's the way that I explain maturity to people is that you start to see what you're doing instead of just feel what you're doing. And that's moving into that um, mature adult growth moment of I am not the trauma that I've had that does not define me and finding yourself sifting through all that and being like, whoa, Mm -hmm. I'm actually pretty freaking cool. Mm -hmm. Like I'm integral and honest and strong and all the things that I thought that my little traumatic self didn't think that I was. So that's what I love most about me. And that is an absolutely beautiful thing because you've worked very hard and each and every person, you're working hard to become who you are and be proud of that. Love yourself. It's not a ego thing. It's not a bad thing. You are the only person, Esther, I said, who's going to go to bed with yourself guaranteed oh, right. every night. And you're the only one you got to sleep with at the end of the day. That's exactly right. And on it, 
And you better, better love it. person you love the most. Yeah, I'm like, you better <laughs> love it. Like, and how, if you don't love it, how do you expect anyone else to? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't. I'm telling you. I love you so. Baby, you can't love anybody else. Um, okay, okay. All right, let's bring this in. I know I'm telling you I read these through (laughs) twice and I'm like what's next (laughs) okay so funniest life story does not have to be here no okay yes you do (laughs) so I worked on a dairy farm when I was younger but ain't nobody wearing galoshes okay I had silver go-go boots all right and a shaved purple head all the things. I love okay. it. And ah. yeah, so <laughs> so this one time at band camp. Oh god, yeah. No, but uh, as a like, I can't hear that sentence. <laughs> I can't. I can't hear that. Like at band camp. <laughs> so I worked on a dairy farm, and my mom shamed but It's okay. It's fine. I own it. I work past it. You know? Yeah. Yep. Um, my past is not define me. That's right. So my mom, maybe not the smartest tool in the toolbox. Uh, she. I was on the back of the four wheel, four wheeler with her because she had to wrangle the cows. You know, I don't know the whole. Yeah. Thing. Anywho, one of the cows got he was they I she I think because I have like an udder. It was a she. Anywho, so I'm like, who wasn't the smartest soul? The total. I'm like, oh no, no, who knows now? You know, like, I'm like ah. um, no. So the cow that was a female was stuck in like a shallow mud pond and I was like you're gonna get out of there you're gonna get out of there and I'm like oh no and she just into the mud and the cows was looking at her like "Uh uh-uh and just like whip his tail like walks out of the mud and then my mom's like so we're like stuck and I'm like in silver go-go was like here mud like coming over I'm like my streamer pants are like floating behind me and I'm like in this country ass place while my mom's like throwing rocks at a cow and like that was in my life like real life <laughs> real life I shit. totally I'm get like, it uh-uh oh, I'm like I think the that fact that you yeah they got some funny shit between I don't know. you like, and Google <laughs> I did hear Sarai that went tap cow tipping so I'm like yep yeah. <laughs> <laughs> while your mom's throwing rocks at a cow to get it out of the pond and just drudging the four wheeler in. I don't know if it's funny to you, it's just to me. It's like, um, I'm funny, sorry, but, I mean, but it's it, pretty ridiculous. I now. think it's pretty funny. I just think that it's funny <laughs> that it happened to, like in my life. Well, especially who you are today. It's like, but I was never different. No, but like, I just grew up with different. That's what I'm saying. It was so weird. Where you live and do, like how you are mm-hmm. today, it's so incredibly striking to like, I think of this myself, like, I'm such a different human than I was being raised. Like, I'm not, that life is not. See, that's so interesting because I feel like I was the same human in a different life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I understand. It was so weird. Yeah. Like, you just had no conformed to what was mm-hmm. around me. I didn't understand it. So it was just like always this weird, that's kind really of, like out of body experience. Mm-hmm. And when I look back at it, it's kind of like when you're laughing because you're mad because you're like, what is actually going on? Like, I look back, I'm like, what the yeah. hell? What's <laughs> yeah. That? For like, sure. I experienced that sure. in my life. For like, sure. So bizarre. For sure, dude. I, it's so, I mean, it's. <laughs> I love it. If you uh, can send me a picture of Coco Boots, I would love yeah, it. I wonder if I have any from that. I, know, I mean, if you can even see it. Them. For sure. Right here. Not the best. Okay, so, question. Who do you admire most in your life? In my life or just most in your life? In your life. Like, I have to, like, know them? 
That too. I don't know. Or like they have to be like actively in my life or what are the parameters here? Where's the roof is what I'm saying. You are the driver. You get to say whatever you want to say. It's a favorite question. So, this is just, uh, not favorite. What about like maybe let's change it from admire to like inspire, right? Like where Sandia. do you yeah, There you go. I think that was a pretty, a pretty fast. I'm like, who are you inspired by? I'm like, the um, And that would be a better. He just like, to me, is like. Integrity. He's the, he is the, the godfather of hair. <laughs> like, knowing how hard it is to protect your reputation, which is your integrity, we have to own the perception of us. And to work in this industry for over 40 years, years as a leader and educator he's got the naha lifetime achievement award he's one of the most humble people on the planet here's the thing you have to be a boss and some kind kind of a dick in order to protect yourself truth and i know just about maybe what he's gone through to to protect the integrity that he has in this yeah. industry I mean, there's just no way that you wouldn't, and the fact that he's been with Redkin for like 25 years. And still one of the kindest, No one does that. No one doesn't call me for 25 years anymore. That's old school shit. But, like, the ability to evolve like that, and to be like, okay, like, it's old school that you'd be the company. And not burn bridges, not. Yeah, I'm like, I just, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I'm in church in this class. I just. I agree. If I woke up in the morning, and I was a 63-year-old man named Sambia in the mirror, I'd be like, I yeah. have lived life. Like I would That is not the first time I've heard her say that. Like <laughs> duh. You know? Yeah. I love Sambia, you you got a super fan, right? <gasps> All right. So gotta know. What is one thing you wish people knew about you and they probably don't? Uh, Eva? Yeah. Is there anything about me that people don't know? It's like cool or something. <laughs> she doesn't even know. Um, like who are we? She's right giggling. <laughs> I'm so cute. I don't know. How to, I feel like I'm so like just what like you're very. And I'm like I feel like people know I'm into fitness. I feel like okay, maybe people don't know that I was a seamstress. No, not at all. For like ever, I still sew. I sew all the time now. COVID got me to pull my sewing machines up. So how now cool. I just do little things, and I just um so. Like, like back in the day, you guys don't know this, but uh, I'm originally from Oklahoma, so I will not sew, but I was originally, I, whatever. Yeah, you heard. And so I was in like three galleries and had full, just racks what? and racks of clothing. So what I specialized in was, go figure, reconstructing vintage clothing into new, I know, right? So I looked at this weird pattern in my life. I was like, oh, what do you do for that? I'm like, I'm a color correction specialist, so that basically means that I take what you have and I completely deconstruct it and then put it back together, okay? Yeah. And then I'm like, I was, you know, I was a reconstruction specialist of clothing, too. So, like, but it's interesting because, like, hair is a lot, I mean, there's a reason why we call it fabric. Yeah. It's very similar to working with fabrics um, and textiles. So That's amazing. Yeah, I love that. It's for that. a really long time, and it's something that integrated I'm into. very passionate about. Yeah. But I have not been doing it the same way, so something you might not. 
know is that it is a goal or a dream of mine. It's a dream, so maybe I do have big dreams, but yes. I don't have a timeline on it. I'm just allowing myself to do it. I want to create, like, um, create a line of socks for stylists. <gasps> I love it. Yeah. I love it. I hope you do. I have... And then it just takes a long time if I'm going to do it on my own. So Hi, I feel like I'm going to need to like do it. Hold on. We are interviewing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is real life people. I like this. This was happening. <laughs> All right. So now this has been my favorite question by far. Two truths, one lie. This is how it's been done by Sarai and Kate. Okay, because I'm like, I don't care. No, I know. At first, I'm like, Sarai's like, okay, so how about I pick three and you choose which one's the lie? And I'm like, go. I thought that's what you mean when you say that. I don't know. I didn't write it. <laughs> I'm like, but I like that one. Yeah. Jen did it. She, and, but it's dope. Like, yes, do it that way. Okay, but how do I do it? So you say two truths and one lie. Oh my gosh, that's that one game. I'm yep. so bad at it. I don't yep. freaking know. Do I get like a pass? No. No. How will I know? Somebody tell me. Okay. I literally, I do not know how to answer this question. Okay. Okay. And then you have to do a, let's find a, maybe an embarrassing one. We'll just do one. One. One story. What, like, yeah, one embarrassing truth to keep it super, super simple. Oh my God. What is an embarrassing truth? I'm like, babe, I don't know what's an embarrassing truth. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot for me to be embarrassed about in my life. I don't even know. Like, but also I'm not because I'm just yeah. my shits. I'm like, what's an embarrassing truth? I mean, I literally do not know how to like. I it is okay. It. it is okay, and you don't have to. I don't know. You okay? Let's talk about a hair story that you remember. Milk someone's hair off once. Oh, I didn't have like. But I mean, who hasn't? That's what I'm saying. That's the worst story for hair says. I've done it. Everybody. I only did it once. Everybody. Yep. 18 years one time. And you don't do it That's again. not an embarrassing truth. No. And I also chose the wrong scissors one time, like totally topped off a piece of Becky's hair, but whatever. Everyone's also done that. But that's good to say. Oh. That's good to say. I've melted someone's hair off once in my 18-year career. Who needs to say that? I've melted someone's hair off before. Yes. Okay. Doesn't matter the timeline. Nope. And I grabbed the wrong pair of scissors and have you ever? And I cut my brother once with a pair of clippers. Oh, what? Have you ever done the tip of the ear? That was, well, it was like right there. Uh huh. Uh huh. It bled a lot. Have you ever had the, um, you put the wrong color in the tube? Or the wrong tube back in the box? Oh, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And then probably blame my assistant. I'm like, I don't know why you put that for it. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't. Uh -huh. She's so rotten. I don't ever do that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm actually generally always the person to like take the first blame and be like, okay, what the hell did I just do? Yeah. Like something I did just screwed did up. It. I have had one time and it shocked the shit out of me and it scared the shit out of me. I had a platinum blonde, high, low, no lower than a seven. And she wanted to go a little darker than that, low light. And I'm like, so like a 6.34? Sure. No, yes. I mean six and three quarters. Yeah. That's yeah. what I meant. Just exactly. <laughs> okay. I want to go like a little bit darker. Oh. So like a six and three quarters. I'm like, right. So right. Sure you do. Half a quarter <laughs> shade, whatever. I'm not a mathematician. Well, you know, when you put the three back in the six and the six and the See, three. See, I don't have any though. Like I would uh -huh. say something, I don't have any. Oh no, yeah. I was just curious if you have any of those because I didn't know until I got think to of the something bowl. later and be like, ah! <laughs> and then I'm like not gonna be here and then you're like, just defeat it. 
I got enough. <laughs> okay, literally oh kind of brought that back. We just like laughed about it. <laughs> I was not laughing about it. What does it say about us? I don't know. I was gonna say what kind of people are we? We laughed. I think that is probably the best way for us to That's ask. Like laughing through. Right there. <laughs> Understanding that we're a community and that together we are better. Yeah. I think that is the most beautiful way to wrap this up. This has been an incredible experience. Our first Freebird Retreat. All of us together just sharing real time, real moments. Let's just get real. <laughs> real quick it's been the best and what an honor what a privilege thank you so much and i hope every single person who tuned in to watch this you enjoyed you took something from it you had a good laugh and you look for moments in the future to take all of these beautiful words of wisdom from our friend Tessie. so thank you so much bye guys <laughs> oh my goodness that was so fun